Good morning. I love to hear life, so it's good to hear you saying good morning. Thank you. Good to hear a response. So we've been hearing lots about prayer already. Last week, Big Family Sunday, it was a fun service, wasn't it? Who was here for Big Family Sunday? Yep, I can see kids with hands up too. That's good. It's really good to have all of you here with us today. Kids in with us as well. We love that uh, as part of our school holidays. And we're moving into a... Well, we're already in a series on prayer during these holidays, looking at different aspects of prayer. And today we're starting with worship. Worship is prayer. Now, I wonder what you think when I say that. So there's a couple of qualifications I've got to make. So I'm not saying the only way to pray is to worship, just as Stacey and Ella showed us before. There's so many different ways and they gave us some examples of what it means to pray. But I'm also not saying that the only way to worship is when we sing here in church. Okay, so what I'm talking about today is us here today singing in church and that is worship. But it's not the only aspect of worship. So just to get that one out of the way, worship, we have the English word worship in our Bibles and it covers a whole lot of different words in Greek and Hebrew that have different meanings. So worship is complex and we know worship is all of life. I can sing to God and worship. I can be doing the dishes and I can worship. It's about our attitude towards God. It's trusting him. It's surrendering ourselves to God's will and God's ways. That's worship. So it can be done in lots of different ways. But today, we're talking about that focused worship where we come together and we sing to God. So we're going to start by and we're going to centre our thoughts today on this verse from Colossians. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. That's Colossians 3, 16. So let's have a look at a couple of things. First of all, the word admonish. I wonder how many of you know what admonish means. If you're like me, you've been around for a while, you might have a bit of an idea, but kids, I'm guessing it's not a word that you use very much, admonish. So <laughs> parents, even you guys probably don't use it very often. So admonish, it means to reason with someone. It can mean a bit of a warning, instructing, urging, and it's about our minds. It's an appeal to the mind. And so we see in here... As we teach and admonish one another with all wisdom... Can we go to the next slide so we have that verse back up? Thanks. As you teach and admonish one another, speaking to each other's minds, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs. This happens as we sing together. Now, I'm guessing if through the week... Someone said to you, what's the teaching like at your church? Your answer would probably not be, oh, our music's amazing, would it? It's not what, it's not what you think of when you think of teaching. Is that me doing something with the sound? No, maybe. 
exhale. <laughs> it always happens when there's someone up here with long hair, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> let me get back. Sorry, getting distracted by the sound. Um, teaching and admonishing as we sing. So this is, it's not the only way teaching occurs, we know that, but it does show us one of the purposes and one of the outcomes as we gather here and we sing together is that teaching and admonishing occurs. And you might have heard people, you might have even said it yourself, I know there's some people here who would say, I'm not really into singing, it's just not my thing. It's not my, my thing to do, so I don't really join in. And I want to encourage you today that God has given us singing together to do for a reason. And one of the reasons that God wants all of us to sing together is so that together we are taught. We spur one another on. We instruct each other as we sing together. And then this verse goes on to say, that we're told to sing with gratitude in our hearts. Uh, in Ephesians, we find a really similar verse that says that we're to sing and make music to the Lord in your hearts. So we've got this one aspect that's to do with our minds, and then we've got the aspect that's our hearts. And one of the things people say, why do we have to sing together? You know, I think God's given us a beautiful gift in music, and it brings our hearts and our minds together like nothing else can. And we know that not just in church. Have you ever tried to watch a scary movie and it's too scary so you turn the sound down? Because the music actually makes it scarier. Yeah. Or a sad one. If you turn the sound down, don't do that. Let yourself cry. But if you turn the sound down when it's sad and you don't have the sad music, you don't feel it the same way. Music brings our whole self together like nothing else can. And so I think that's a gift from God to us as his people. And then we get to what I think is the best part of this verse. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Singing to God. It's prayer. We're singing to him. And when we sing to God, the teaching happens. So we don't have to sing to each other to teach each other. We sing to God. We have gratitude in our hearts. And through all of that, we teach we admonish, we spur one another on, we instruct, we urge, we warn as we pray through singing. So I want us to know that just as we heard from Adam last week about, remember we heard about expert prayers? Was that you, Ads, or was that the ministry champions as well? Probably both. We heard, how do you be an expert prayer? You just be real with God. And that's what we're talking about here when we sing. We're singing to God. And this is all through the Bible. It's not just in these couple of verses. So all through the Psalms. If you haven't read the Psalms, please do. They're beautiful. 
there's a whole bunch of them up there and I'm not going to read them all out. So you can read them or you can just trust me that there are songs that David sang. There are songs from the Sons of Korah, not the more modern version of Sons of Korah, them too. Uh, and just God's people singing songs of praise, rejoicing and magnifying God for the amazing God he is, singing truth about how amazing God is. Don't we love to do that? Sometimes when we're singing, it just makes us want to lift our hands. Sometimes uh, we don't tend to do this a lot here, but sometimes it just want to makes, makes you want to kneel before God when you sing about who he is. There's more songs about our relationship in the Psalms with God, about trusting God, more intimate lines. And we sing songs here that have that whole range as well. So sometimes we stand and we sing, Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. And sometimes we might sing, With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. There's the different aspects of prayer even within our worship. So whether they're psalms or hymns or songs that we're singing, our instruction throughout the Bible is to sing them to God. And there's some other examples that I want us to look at throughout the Bible here. So we've got David who sings in First Chronicles there and he's full of joy because people have given their money Sounds exciting, doesn't it? But he's not actually full of joy because they've given their money. He's full of joy because they gave their money freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And his response to that is to sing to God. Yours, God, is the greatness and the glory. And then we've got, uh, after the parting of the Red Sea, which Nathan spoke about in communion this morning, Miriam and Moses both lead the people in singing praise to God. So God does this amazing miracle and the response of the people is to sing. Who is like you, God? Majestic in holiness, singing praise. And even Mary, when she realises that she's carrying the Son of God inside of her as a baby, her response is she's overwhelmed with joy and she sings, my soul glorifies the Lord. So sometimes, like in those examples, we are overwhelmed with joy. We're filled up with joy, it overflows and we praise God. And isn't it like that sometimes on a Sunday morning? We sing these amazing words and we're full of joy. But it's not always like that in life, is it? Sometimes things are a little bit different. And we've got an example from Acts that I want to talk to you about. And I love this example of worship. It's when Paul and Silas have been attacked by a crowd of people and then they've been arrested, they've been stripped, they've been severely flogged, the version I was reading said, beaten with rods, and then they're put in prison with their feet in stocks. So I think it's fair to say that Paul and Silas were probably in a lot of pain and they were probably feeling pretty uncomfortable. And what did they do? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So sometimes we sing because we're overwhelmed with joy and other times we sing because life is hard but God is still God. God is still good and he's still with us and he's still for us. And I know that every Sunday when we gather together, 
we have that full range. We have people here who are overwhelmed with joy and can't wait to praise him. And then others of us are having a really hard time. God is still God. There are times when we're in so much pain that it's hard to sing. And I know there's been times where I've stood in church with tears running down my face and I have not been able to sing. I have not been able to make a sound. But in those times, I get to stand with my brothers and sisters and you sing for me. And I'm still encouraged and I'm still lifting my heart in gratitude to God. And that teaching and admonishing still happens even when I can't sing myself. So I want to encourage you to come. Come to church. Come and be with your brothers and sisters, no matter how you're feeling. And whether you're someone who can come and you can sing for those who can't, or whether you're someone who needs to come and just be in the presence of your brothers and sisters and in the presence of God and allow the worship to change our hearts. So we sing for each other as we sing to God. And do you know, even if you can't sing, I want to tell you a story. uh, It's from, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago. Now, you all know I can sing. And I'm pretty picky about singers. If I'm sitting at home watching The Voice, You'll hear all sorts of things from me. Uh, And those of you who have had to sing for me to be part of the worship team, you know, I listen pretty carefully and and I can be pretty picky. And it used to be even more that way. So many years ago, I went to a big conference. I'd never been to something as big with thousands and thousands of Christians together. And I was just starting out in leading in worship ministries and I'd had five days of this conference, and I was there with people from church who I didn't know very well at all. Uh, So it was a little isolating, but also it made me really turn to God during that week. And we got to the final night. It was the Friday night, and it was sort of the, you know, everything led up to this last night, and I was so looking forward to this worship. It was going to be amazing. And I found myself sitting next to people I didn't know at all, I didn't care. I was going to have an amazing time. And the music started and I went to start singing and I went, what is that noise? And I turned next to me and there was this young guy standing next to me singing, if you could call it that. (laughs) It was awful. I don't know who he was. I don't know if he was connected with our church, but it was a pretty horrible sound. And I stood there going... God, what are you doing? I've been so looking forward to this and now I'm standing next to this. And I kind of stopped. Music's still playing. People are into it. And I look at this guy and he's standing there with his eyes closed and his arms out and he is singing in full worship to God. And I'm standing there judging him. I wasn't worshipping at all. And I thought it was the first time that I really recognised God didn't care that I could sing. It was a gift he gave me, but it wasn't the sound of my voice that he cared about. It was my heart. 
And he was looking at this guy, I think, and absolutely filled with joy that this guy was worshipping him. So now, if I hear someone singing out of tune near me in church, it helps me worship. Don't ask for a microphone. I won't let you have one. Because there's also Bible verses about leading worship with skill and excellence. But, <laughs> but if you're in the congregation and you think, I don't really sing, someone will be sitting here because someone said that to me this week. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> so I'm encouraging you, sing. Sing from your heart to God. And don't worry what you sound like. Because what you're doing is encouraging and teaching, and you're singing to God, you're praying. But it does something for the rest of us as well. So sing whether you can sing in tune or not, please. Uh, if the team would like to come up, that'd be great. So that guy I was standing next to, I don't know anything about him. I don't know if he was having a fantastic time and he was full of joy or if he was having a really hard time and he was singing to God through the pain. All I know is that he was singing to God. And so I invite you, even right now, and if you're at home, you can still join us. Whether you're full of joy or whether life's really hard right now. During this last song, I want to ask you to sing with gratitude in your heart to God and let's teach and admonish and spur one another on and as we worship together, as we sing together, let's pray.